supporting you in your dog parenting journey. The Dynamic Dog Owner with Debbie Potter. Hello and welcome to The Dynamic Dog Owner. We love sharing lives with our dogs. I'm sure you all do too. You may be on your first dog, it may be your second, your third, you may have multiple dogs. Why did you welcome a dog into your family in the first place? And you may not remember. <laughs> For me, I've always lived with dogs. Um, my grandparents always had dogs and then we got our first family dog when I was four. And since then, I have always lived with dogs. So it's kind of just a, a thing that the house has a dog in it. Um, I've never had to consciously make a decision as to why I get a dog. Um, why get a second dog or a third? Um, but you know, when you imagine life with a dog, I don't know about you guys, but kind of on your list is things like having a... a a friend in the house um someone who always there to listen to you long walks trips by the sea you know holidays with them um you know, take them to the pub and just enjoying life with a dog and the unconditional love they give you now when you have a puppy or even a rescue dog you know that those sort of instant goals and those like life goals aren't necessarily going to happen straight away because you've got to do a little bit of training you've got to teach them um you've got to help them grow into the the best version of themselves and expose them to all the world with socialization and undoing any problems if you've got a rescue but you always plan to have that goal that in a year's time we'll be able to do all these things together and that dream of long walks um and then I've, you know for me it's a long walk in the lake district um, my favorite space stop for pub lunch chill out dog curls up under the table because they're so sound asleep while you have uh, a few, lovely dinner and a few pints and you carry on with your walk that's the dream for me um, <laughs> and you kind of go after a year when they've grown or when they've settled into life with us that will become our reality and that will happen we rarely plan for what if that never works what if it, it goes wrong what if your dog is never able to fulfill the life you were expecting and the dream you had we rarely consider that that will happen because we tend to, you know, let's face it, we all do it. We look at the world through rose-tinted glasses. We never imagine there's going to be a problem unless you're a very pessimistic person. Um, but we always aim for that. This is the life we imagined. Now, I was spoilt with my very first dog as an adult. Um, Leo was a golden retriever and he was my dream dog. He was absolutely blimmin' perfect. And he and we lived the life. We had always, the dream life, our, our dream reality with him he came everywhere with us he was never a problem he was never an inconvenience he was welcomed anywhere we went because he was so well behaved um he was just the most chilled out dog ever he never cocked his leg which was really weird but he never weed anywhere um he would walk for miles he would was polite with every dog he met he was polite with every person he met he would come to the pub with us he would curl up under the bench he knew the way walked to the pub um he you know he curled up by the fire he slept he welcomed my kids into the family he was fine off lead he didn't pull on the lead he came when he was called um he barked probably four times in his entire life and uh, we had him for 13 years um he was perfect and we lived that perfect life together and it was wonderful i didn't have to think about anything he just was by my side and no bother now was it down to my training and my nurturing of him hell no it was not because 
he was my first dog. I got him when I was 21 and I didn't know anything. I'd only lived with dogs um, we had rescued and we'd always had a really easy life. Um, Leo was nearly three when he came to my family. Um, we uh, rehomed him. And it sounds weird to say, but we never did a day of training with him. Not once. It was absolutely pure luck that his character and his disposition and who he was share, helped us to have that dream life that we we wanted. Um, and I just was like, ah, cool. This is this is life having a dog. And I assumed that every dog would always be this easy. And then I've got my three now and it's not. So, you know, this this is the life we lived with him. He was brilliant. And yes, I got that dream life. Now, since having Leo, Leo passed away about five years ago now. Um, I've had three dogs. I've got three dogs now. I've had three puppies. And not one of them has ever been as easy as Leo was. Not one of them out of the three can do what Leo did and is living my dream life that I wanted. Um, or I used to have with Leo, should I say. Because each one has their own challenges in their own very different ways. Um, I've got one that's a frustrated greeter who wants to say hello to everybody. One that's got a huge amount of emotions and has had a lot of anxiety and attachment issues. And then one who struggled with confidence and you know needing learning how to kind of not be startled by stuff. So neither, neither any of these puppies have been the perfect dog that I've been able to live my life with. Yes, I can take them for long walks, but I can't sit in a pub with them because that's not they're not ready for that yet. The one that I can sit in a pub with can't do the walking. And, you know, it, it, not one of the together. If I could make the best bits out of each dog <laughs> and put them together, um, then I'd have the perfect dog. But each one of them has taught me so much more about dogs and about life with a dog than I ever learned with Leo. Because simply I didn't need to learn it with Leo because he didn't have any issues. <laughs> not one. Um, so yes I lived with the perfect dog and I had the perfect life but did it teach me anything no having more challenging dogs has taught me an awful lot but the question is what do we do when this dream doesn't doesn't come to reality which is really disheartening and I, I feel your pain because I'm I'm not there with my guys and it's hard to always think about oh, I can't do that because of the dog so I know it can be a challenge if it, it's not the life you imagined and whether that be because your dog pulls on the lead or because he's not good off lead or because he doesn't sell in the pub or because he barks a lot or because he's not very sociable or whatever, you know, it's embarrassing or it causes arguments between you and your kids um, or your other half or family members, whatever. Um, I promise you I have lived it <laughs> and I still do because say I'd love to go for massive long walks and then chill out in the pub my dog that can walk for miles and miles and miles and not bothered by people and dogs and super polite can't chill out so he can do that walk part perfectly but he can't chill out at a pub because he's like why have we stood still and there's stuff I'm bored now come on and it's awkward um we practice a lot with a quick half pint but i'd love to be able to sit and properly relax while he chilled out having a pub dinner so something to remember is that when we go into having a dog and that human parenting human dog relationship and the dog parenting role we do go into it with rose-tinted glasses with a particular view and we expect everything to be perfect and we always and i know i do it too so you know don't feel bad if it's you as well but we plan that all the ways our dog is going to fit into our life. 
So they're going to come on holiday with us. They're going to do this. They can come on. We can walk them on the school runs. That'll do that. They can be left on their own for four hours when I go to work. They can um, be taken to the family. They can do this. They can do that. They'll get on with everybody. We rarely consider how we might have to actually adapt our life to fit in with their needs. Because we assume that they will just slot into us. And we don't think about the what if situations. So then what happens when your dog doesn't turn out the way you wanted it to be. And I've had this particularly so with my middle dog, who is particularly challenged. I will talk about him in a minute. Um, now, obviously, you've got three choices. If your dog, even you know, however long down the line, is not the dog you were expecting and you are finding your life limited, yeah, you could just rehome them. They don't do what I expected them to do. Um... They, don't, they limit our lives. It's quite a drastic decision. But for many dogs, this is the best option. If, you know, down to different constraints, you cannot adapt your life to meet their needs or you've tried and it's not working, the kindest thing and the not the easiest, it's definitely the hardest job, but the kindest thing is that perhaps you consider rehoming them for your benefit and their benefit. There's nothing wrong with recognising that your dog and you are, the dog they are, not the dog you imagine, but the dog they are, and you aren't compatible and that it's just not working out. There's nothing wrong with that. Another option is to consider, you know, just carry on continuing as you are, battling your two worlds. Um, bit of confusion from your dog's perspective as to why I can't do the things I want to do. You've got your frustration or your embarrassment, apologising to people and you just keep battling at it. Um, and you just, you know, almost like at loggerheads for a little while and you go, right, we'll, we'll get there eventually. One day they'll grow out of this. And then the final choice, and it may be a little bit of a sort of out there one, is thinking about the world in a different way and adapting your life for your dog. Looking at the world from your dog's perspective. And obviously this isn't ideal for everybody. So if you fall into the top two categories, it really doesn't matter. Um, you know, there's nothing harder than rehoming a dog. But equally, it's the bravest and the hardest decision, but sometimes it's the best one. But sometimes all we need to do is just stop and look at the world from my dog's perspective and almost gain acceptance that the dog you have is not the dog you planned for. And the best thing you can do is adapt your life to them, make changes, make allowances, help them to live their best life and help them to be the best dog and leave your expectations away and <laughs> put them to one side and go my expectations were actually quite unrealistic let's put them to one side and let's deal with this dog it's no different um like from going against the grain of your expectations of your family or um you know accepting that your dog is never gonna say for example you've got a child and you go they're gonna take on the family business um you can be really peed off that they're not going to do it or you can just accept they're not going to follow in your footsteps and they're doing their own thing and that's okay or they're not doing the norm um, of whatever that may be. It's a hard thing to do, trust me, I've done it. Um, but accepting that you, you are not normal and carving your own path in life with your kids is no different to doing the same with your dog. So with all of my dogs, the three of them I have now, I have to do just that. Accept them for who they are and make changes so that yes, I don't get the dream, but each one of my dog lives the best life possible. Of course, it's disappointing. <laughs> it is really disappointing. Um, 
that I can't do all the things I wanted to do with them yet. That's the important bit, yet. I still strive to get there and we will get there one day. <laughs> we will get there one day. But the last few years with a couple of them have been a little bit challenging. But obviously I could just sit there and go, oh, it's so sad that I haven't got the perfect dog like Leo was. Or I could focus on their individual needs and celebrate them for who they are, big or small, you know, their successes. Whether it's a small thing or a big thing, I don't put the expectations and the unrealisticness on them and put them into situations they can't get on with. So, for example, I don't try and fit them into a cafe trip or taking them to busy dog friendly days out or pubs or whatever. I plan activities that will be most suitable for my dog so that they can enjoy them and have fun together. So with all my current dogs, I have to accept them for who they are. And I make changes to my life and my expectations of them to make sure that each one of them is living their best life. So for example, let's go through them all. Dave, my eldest dog, a frustrated greeter, barks at people and dogs. As a teenager, he's a nightmare. As he's getting older, I've realised he's, he's never going to change. <laughs> he's always going to be bouncy and barky. My expectation of him has changed. And I now am no longer embarrassed about his behaviour, which is a big thing. Um, but we take him on the walks that are good for him yes i don't take him to busy places and he doesn't get to go on the certain walks because i know i'm putting him in a situation he fails in what's the point what's the point of putting him in a situation where he's not going to enjoy it i'm going to get annoyed it's the way it is now my middle dog rem <laughs> this probably accounts to him the most so when i got him he was an extremely anxious dog even though he was only eight weeks old he was extremely anxious and had a lot of attachment issues and my life changed drastically because of him. Because he couldn't be left on his own at all for a split second. So our life had to change. I had choices. I, you know, Going back to the choices we talked about at the beginning, I could have gone, well, he's not right for us. He needs to go back and we'll send him back to the breeder or we'll rehome him. My husband considered it. <laughs> but I didn't want to do that until I had tried and persevered with him. I could have continued as we were and gone, well, you don't like being left on your own. Tough, get on with it. And every day come home to wee, poo, um, a distressed dog, been annoyed about it and just let him get on with it. Would that have helped him? Probably not. And I would have naturally been a bit more annoyed because as he grew, I'm sure he would have started chewing stuff that he shouldn't and damaging the house. The final choice was, do I look at the world in a different way? And that's what we opted for. So instead of forcing him to be on his own, we stayed with him 24-7. I adapted my life. He came to work with me. If the place we were going to wasn't dog friendly, we didn't go. Which was hard for my kids because <laughs> they were, I don't know what they, eight and ten when we got him? Yeah, about eight and ten when we got him. So, mum, can we go here? No, because we can't leave Rem. Um, so we can't go to that place, unfortunately. We can go here because they let dogs in. And yeah, of course they protested and went, mum, this isn't fair. And I was like, well, we can go to the place you want to go to when we've got a dog sitter. Um, because we had to give him what he needed. We had to give him the time to grow and the time we had to make allowances. We had to adapt our life to help him grow into the best version of himself. And it paid dividends. Now, Fred, Fred, I got <laughs> to be an assistance dog. 
that failed. Um, <laughs> I say that failed. Um, we're not, he's only two. Uh, he's got a long journey ahead of him. My expectation was that he would come into our life and he would instantly from day one help and he would be able to go everywhere and we'd be able to take him to all the different places I wanted him to go. If we did it from day one, it'd be fine. He would be able to support my daughter. He would basically just make our life 110 times better. Now, yeah, that started out that way and then adolescence hit (laughs) and he suddenly wasn't uh, calm and placid and he was scared of things and he was barking at things and he was a little bit nervous and he started pulling on the lead a little bit. At home, he's a dreamboat and he helps us so much with who he is. I mean, it's taken two years. My daughter now decides she actually likes him, which is always a bonus for an assistance dog, right? Um, (laughs) But at the time, I had unrealistic expectations and now... Uh, once I lowered my expectations, we actually made more success. And I know in a couple of years' time, he may well end up being able to do the things I want him to do because the improvements we've made in two years are amazing. But it wasn't until I changed my expectations of him and adapted my expectations to help him grow that we started making success and progress in what we were planning on doing. So sometimes... We have to accept our dog for who they are. We can't change their disposition. We can't change their character. Is it disappointing when your dog isn't the dog you expected them to be? Of course it is. But we can't just simply say, my dog does X, Y and Z. It's really annoying. I need it fixed. I need them to be the perfect dog. I bought a dog to come on holiday and to play with the grandkids or my kids and to walk by my side and just be well behaved and they're not fix it it doesn't work (laughs) we have to meet them halfway and we have to take into consideration our dog's emotions and their character so we can moan and be disappointed about obviously our perfect dog not being what we expected we can obviously be disappointed but We have to focus on their individual needs and celebrate their own characters and their successes. No matter how big or small those successes are, we can't expect them to change who they are just to fit in with our lifestyle. So just because they're not perfect in the way you wanted them to be, you have to accept them for who they are. If they don't come to a cafe with you, is it the end of the world? If they're happy staying at home by themselves... You can go without them and have a nice time. They're going to get so much more benefit from going for a nice walk. If they are not comfortable around other dogs in like busy dog places, do they have to come with you? Of course not. We can leave them at home. If they are not perfect, we have to see how we can help them to become perfect. We have to find out what's most suitable for them so that they can have their best life and that we can have our best life. That may be that we have to do things separately. It may not be the dream, and it may be not what you imagined, but you will get there with a little bit of consideration. Now, obviously, nothing more annoying than when you are out and you've chosen to leave your dog at home and you see another dog being perfect. Um, It's disappointing, it's frustrating when you see that dog curled up. For me, you know, Lake District, someone else just walking into a pub, their dog curled up under the table... 
um, perfect, chilled out while they have a lovely dinner. Yes, it's annoying and you wish yours could do that. But their dog may struggle with something else for starters that yours doesn't. And by leaving them at home while you go and do that thing and by taking them out for a nice walk or treating them to a nice chew or taking them for a sniffy walk, you are accommodating their needs and making sure their experiences are fun and enjoyable and they're, you're being the best dog parent you can be, quite frankly. Because if you're constantly trying to put them in situations they can't cope with, they're going to get more stressed you're going to get more stressed. They're practicing the stuff you don't want them to do. And then you're just going to be at loggerheads. So let them be the dog they want to be. Let them create the life that's suitable for their character. Let them be in their own comfort zone, doing what they get do well. Gradually, you can work towards that dream goal. But be the best dog parent you can be by prioritising their well-being and their needs suited to their character over the convenience of living them joining in with our life. So remember that it's about them and us creating a life together rather than them fitting into our life. We have to recognise their needs and adapt a life that fits in with their needs and ours And if that means sometimes doing stuff separately, that's not a problem. It really doesn't matter if your dog doesn't come everywhere with you. If your dog can, brilliant. But if your dog can't go everywhere with you, does it matter? Does your dog need to go to a cafe and sit under a table? Does it enhance the quality of their life? If it does, brilliant. If your dog's happier staying at home, then that's fine. Let them be comfortable doing what they're doing. Avoid putting them in situations they're not comfortable with. And just ask yourself, can I adapt my expectations to help them be the best version of themselves, their own individual, rather than them fitting into the mould of what I expected the perfect dog to be? Now, obviously, remember, everything with training is a work in progress. Just because they're not the perfect dog in your life now, And they're not doing all the things you wanted them to do from day one now. It doesn't mean you won't get there. It doesn't mean you won't make progress. When I had Rem, I never imagined I'd be able to leave him on his own ever. But now he's four. He's comfortable being left. Um, He doesn't necessarily enjoy it. He doesn't relish it. But he does it and he does it okay. We've come to that point. But it did take us a couple of years to get there. So remember that it's a journey. You're not going to necessarily have that instant dog The second you get it, it may take longer than you expected. So you are, as long as you're making steps towards that end journey and you're helping them to grow and develop their character, in the interim, lowering your expectation, making sure they're having the best life possible for them means you could reach your perfect dog goal in the future. It doesn't matter if it takes three or four or five years to get there. And equally, if you never get to the point where your dog is living that perfect dream they're living their perfect life and that is all that matters as always if you want to ask us any questions if you want to share any thoughts or views head over into our facebook group potter dog training community and you can chat with our community and our trainers have a wonderful week 
Thank you for listening to The Dynamic Dog Owner with me, Debbie Potter. See you next time. Thank you.